Yeah, go ahead, Marty, say something. Um, testing one, two, three. That's good enough. People usually think of more clever things to say than that, but. <laughs> yeah, you're done, Marty. Good job. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. Later, <laughs> so, let's don't discuss anything. Let's just get with it, shall yeah, we? I didn't, tell, I didn't say shit to Marty, so he doesn't know. All right. Nobody knows. Marty doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Check. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, uh, we're here with Marty Curran. And uh, Marty, appreciate your being with us today. Thank you, sir. Marty is interested in becoming a starting strength coach. And I thought we would just talk to Marty about what the hell he's got in mind here. What is wrong with you? You know yeah. you're going to fail, don't you? Yes, I do. We, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I say that because uh, those of you who have been to the seminar are familiar with my preamble that starts at 5 o'clock on Friday afternoon, wherein I instruct everyone who is opting in to uh, try to be evaluated as a starting strength, co starting strength coach that they are, in fact, going to fail. I say, you are going to fail. The staff who is going to evaluate you has instructions to fail you by default. The default assumption is that you do not pass unless you can prove to the staff that you are operating on their level. And since we do all five of the lifts, you have an opportunity to be examined by five different staff people. We try to mix it up to the point where uh, we have as many different eyeballs on the candidate as we can so that there's not just one or two people making a decision about this. Uh, I think it's important to note that I have absolutely nothing to do with the evaluation of the people on the platform. I have absolutely nothing to do with the grading of the tests anymore. It's completely out of my hands. Um, we have taken these steps to ensure as much insulation from uh, any kind of potential criticism about this being the Ripito show as possible. And as a result, for the past couple of years, I have had absolutely no input into who passes and who fails uh, the coaching credential examination. And that's the way we want it to be. The, uh, the uh, evaluation is extremely thorough, it's extremely difficult, and the vast majority of people do not pass. The pass rate is about 10%. And uh, <clears throat> as a result of that, you know that anyone with the starting strength coach credential is in fact worthy of being paid attention to. This is not the industry norm. The industry norm is you pay your money, you get your certification. The starting strength seminar norm is you pay your money and you fail. And then you come back and maybe you'll pass it the second time. But we fail more people than we pass. And this is the only direction I have for uh, uh, the coaching uh, evaluation team is that this thing cannot be handed out. Uh, we have made mistakes in the past 
about who we granted the credential to, and we, uh, as a result of, of evaluating those mistakes, we have tightened things up to the point where we are going to try our best to not do that again. And as a result, uh, you could probably say that the evaluation process is overly harsh, but it does result in a very high quality product, the highest quality product in the entire fitness industry, bar none without exception. The starting strength coach is the hardest credential to obtain, and it will always be that way. The uh, much vaunted CSCS granted by the National Strength and Conditioning Association has become uh, a ticket that you punch when you graduate with an ex-phys degree. And uh, this, our, our credential is completely different. It's got absolutely no characteristics in common with that type of industry practice. There are, there are credentials that where they say on the website, if you don't pass, you don't pay. And <laughs> what are you guys doing, you know? We're, we're, there are about 120 starting strength coaches in the world right now, and we're not growing very fast, and that's just fine. Uh, everyone with their credential is busy with it, as busy as they want to be, the, the product is in demand, and the credential is your assurance uh, of that type of quality in terms of, of the job you'll get done when you hire a starting strength coach. Marty's with us today and Marty has decided that he wants to uh, try to get the credentials. So we're going to talk to Marty about this. Marty, who, who got you into this mess? Um, that would have to be you. Oh, no. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, October last year at the starting strength seminar in Omaha. I had no intention whatsoever at the time to do this, but uh, you just gave me the bug. Well, how did that happen? You think? Um, I don't know. I, I've I've always been a pretty good coach, I suppose. Not at specifically weightlifting, but whatever job I've had, I, I like coaching. I enjoy the process, and uh, I just uh, I've never felt any more satisfaction. So I came back from the seminar. And uh, I, I had a gym in my basement, and I started working with some buddies of mine, and it just, I've never felt that kind of satisfaction to, to see them grow through it and see the change and, you know, help my buddy with his knees and everything else. So it's, it's, been, a, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It is, it is quite satisfying to be able to help people in this profound way. It's, it's a lot more meaningful than just writing them a prescription like a doctor Absolutely. would do. You're walking them through the process of rebuilding every aspect of their physical existence, and it's, it's a profound deal. Yeah, coaching people is, uh, is something that, uh, it takes time to learn how to do it. It takes considerable amount of time to learn how to do it. And uh, it is, in fact, very satisfying, and you don't have to be a starting strength coach to be able to effectively coach people. But if you have applied for the starting strength coach examination, and if you have uh, proven that you do, in fact, know how to coach this material, uh, that uh, is the source of uh, a lot of confidence from the people who are seeking out your services as a coach. And uh, the biggest problem we see, and we'll just we'll, we'll ask Marty about this. Uh, 
the biggest problem we see at seminars is, is not so much that people do not know the method that they're going to coach, because you can get that out of the books, and if you've been to the seminar, we hand you the method. We teach you how to, how to, how to do the method at the seminar. We explain it quite thoroughly, and, and by the time an intelligent person gets onto the squat platform, he's been taught why we, we squat the way we do and how we squat the way we do. The problem with most, co most coaching candidates is that they lack the experience that it takes to watch their trainee perform the movements, assess the thing they are seeing in front of them on the platform against the model, and then say the things they need to say to be able to effectively correct the problems that they see. And this, there's no shortcut to this whatsoever. You cannot be granted experience. You have to earn experience. And uh, this is the biggest problem with every one of the other certifications in this industry. There is no assessment of your experience. And our uh, platform evaluation and our written exam are both specifically designed to do just that. And that's why there's such a high failure rate. So, Marty, what have you done since you came to the, to the seminar last year in Omaha? What have you been working on and how have you improved your situation since then? Well, I did open a gym. It's uh, 300 square feet, so I'm, I'll call it a studio. That's a bathroom, <laughs> Marty. It is. <laughs> but uh, I've got two racks in it, and uh, I've got two buddies of mine who don't, pay me per se they help me with the rent and i coach them when i'm in town uh job makes me travel a lot but uh i do that and then the wife's got a couple of friends uh two ladies that i coach on and off every once in a while they come in for form checks so not not too much and i've got a few clients just starting so that i actually find that a little more useful to be trained at so they're starting i don't know I, the experience is pretty light i'll be to be completely honest but uh well it's, I do go it's, the it's a start as much as i can you know it, it's a start it, it's it's the best i can do right now how many times and have I you really, read the books um i've been through uh the basic starting strength book probably about five times and i've been through the practical programming book about twice mm -hmm. so you know, I, I've done quite a bit of reading on them. I, I take them on me in airplanes when I travel right. and such. And I do spend a lot of time on the forum watching, uh, you know, the, the coaches uh, evaluate people's lifts. And I'm, I'm do actually doing a little beta program with, with my starting strength coach, uh, Bill Hannon. So he's, he's doing some stuff, and I'm watching his videos, and then I'm watching his critique afterwards after I critique it. And comparing yours to his. So, uh, what is your, uh, what's your educational background, Marty? So, I started out um, in uh, physical engineering, then ended up in electronics, uh, went through the Air Force and did a lot of uh, electronics, and now I do, uh, I do, uh, I, it's hard to explain, it's, it's television, but I do broadcast system design. So, you have a so, science background. Yes. What was your undergraduate degree? It, it was actually engineering drafting. Right. But you've had physics and chemistry and yes. and all the, the basic hard science background. 
And this is something that we, we really encourage. We've seen an extremely high rate of correlation between uh, formal science background, and it doesn't matter too much what it is, a formal hard science background, and the ability to handle this material. And uh, it, it, it may come as a shock to some of you people, but we do not consider an exercise physiology degree to be a formal hard science background. I am not aware of an exercise physiology program uh, in the country right now, and those of you that are, that are aware can feel free to correct me. I'm not aware of a program that has Calc 2 as a prerequisite. I don't think there are any. And you're not a science major if you haven't had Calc 2. And uh, now I, I know that there are some biology programs that don't take you that far into, into math. And those, depending on how they're, how, they're, how they're taught, may be an exception, but I really think that uh, one, of the, one of the weeding mechanisms for someone that, that's not able to quantitatively and qualitatively handle this material is a, is a formal science background. And I don't necessarily mean that uh, you have to have a, a, a physics degree, but you had to have had the material and you had to have had it in a situation where you've been tested on it. Uh, failing that, there are English majors that pass this. Uh, they don't have as easy a time with it and they have to spend a lot more time leveling, uh, obtaining a science background and learning how to think like this. Uh, Marty's prepared himself a long time ago for, for this kind of material. And uh, it is, uh, it's to his advantage that he's got that kind of a background. Uh, now I assume that your academic background did not include a lot of biology. So what have you done to catch up on that? Well, I bought me a Netter's Anatomy book, and I've been doing a lot of study on that. Um, I've also done a lot of research on, um, say, the dietary stuff as well, trying to trying to get myself where I need to be. So I've learned a lot about that, and I'm just studying the Netter's Anatomy book as best as I can. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a lot of material. It is a lot of material. There's Netter's, uh, you know, it, on, on first inspection, it's a, it's a book of drawings. But right. that's, <laughs> that's only the first inspection. Uh, yeah. You have to, Netter is a, a long study and it is, uh, it's quite valuable. What uh, have you done about uh, the physiology part of this? Marty, have you looked at any physiology stuff? I haven't really spent a lot of time doing the physiology. I think that it's probably just... you're gonna find that that is a hole. It will enable you to handle the nutritional stuff a whole lot better if you understand the basics of what happens in a cell. And uh, sure. my recommendation would be a, a basic A&P text. Uh, anatomy and physiology is, is typically what a curriculum offers as an intro to that material. And then get a general physiology text, which would be the the junior in college level version of that same material. Go through that and then the third part of that would be Brooks and Fahey, which is the actual exercise science material uh, 
translated from general physiology into, into ex-phys. And the, the interesting thing is that there aren't many exercise physiology programs in the country that actually use Brooks and Fahey as their primary resource. Uh, it is regarded by a lot of people to be over the heads of their students. And it's unfortunate. <laughs> it really is. But you need to get headed in that direction. I think that, that your basic preparation academically is pretty solid with the exception of that. So that I, would, mm -hmm. I would suggest that that would be your next project. Now, how many people are you coaching right now? Five or six, is that right? It's between five and six. Yeah. Have you? Uh, Some are pretty sporadic. Have you thought about moving out of the bathroom and then do like a bathroom and a bedroom, or I mean, because <laughs> you'll you'll be able to coach more people if you have a little more room to where they can sit, you know? Yeah, um, we'll, we'll see. It's. I think I need to attract some attention before I, I bother to start paying more than what I'm paying for my bathroom. How much are you paying for your bathroom, just out of curiosity? Uh, three seventy-five a month. More than a dollar a foot for a bathroom? Where do you live? <laughs> Cheyenne, Wyoming. You live in Cheyenne? And the real estate is that expensive in Cheyenne? Yeah, that's that's about the cheapest you're going to find. That's difficult to believe. Is a bunch of Californians moved in or what? Uh, we just, we, we don't tend to go up and down with the rest of the country. We just, just keep going stay up. expensive. Well, that's, that's real interesting. What's the population of Cheyenne now? About 65,000. 65,000 people. And they, they're, pr they're that proud of their retail space. Well, that's, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, that was the cheapest I, I could find. I hadn't been there in a while, so... Uh, I used to ride yeah, through there all the time, but it's been quite some time since I've been to Cheyenne. Uh, nice little town. So uh, when uh, were you planning on coming back for the evaluation? So the Denver uh, seminar coming up here in July. All right. So I'm, well, we'll, confidence level's probably not very high. But well, we'll give it another I shot. Every time you come to the yeah. seminar, you're going to learn a whole bunch of stuff yep. that you did not pick up the first time or the previous time. We've had people come to this seminar four times before they passed. Uh, Sean Pang, our coach in, uh, in Singapore, has had a checkered history with, the <laughs> with passing the seminar, but he finally got through it. He's, he's a good coach. But he was the most persistent human being we've ever seen. He, God almighty, how many times did he come? He came four times, I think, from Singapore to New York City, like twice. Wow. Oh, yeah, he's a crazy person. But uh, he's running a gym now and a, a fairly successful little business venture in Singapore using what he knows, and he's, he's doing real well. And uh, that's just a, that's a prime example of a guy that just stuck to it. And I'll, I'll, to be honest, one of the problems we had previously had was, you know, a guy that had come three times, we felt sorry for him, and probably some of the coaches decided, well, you know, this is third time. Surely he's, surely he's smarter than he's acting today. 
and uh, <laughs> gave him, you know, passed him when they, when they shouldn't have done so. And as a result, we had a, we had a coach that didn't belong in the, in the association. And uh, Sean Payne was not subjected to that level of sentimentality. Sean Payne had his ass kicked about three times. And uh, he finally got through after he had learned the material and done it, and he did a, did a good job. We've got uh, a couple of coaches. We got coaching in, uh, in Seoul, in, in Korea, uh, who had a hard time getting through because his English wasn't good, but he's a good coach. Got a new guy in, uh, uh, in Australia. So we've got, we've got coaches in several places. We got our good buddy, Carl Raghavan, who is the, the prince of the UK. And uh, <laughs> Carl is, uh, Carl's got a monopoly over there. He really does. Uh, can't carry a pocket knife, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. but uh, he has a, he has a good, uh, good little business going over there. And, you know, uh, it, it sounds like that you, you've been once, you've got some physiology to learn. Uh, you've, uh, you probably are closing in on the anatomy. You've got a good science background. You know how to think, and that's the primary. That's the primary thing. You can, if, you, if you've got a good science background, you can teach yourself the other stuff more easily, and I think you've probably found that to be the case, haven't you? Yes. And uh, coaching experience is the last piece of the puzzle. That's the piece of the yeah. puzzle that none of the other organizations evaluate, and it's the one that we find to be the biggest stumbling block, uh, even for people who have done their homework in terms of the theoretical background material. You've got to know how to evaluate and correct movement pattern errors. And that just takes time and experience. So what we'll do is we will see in Denver what's going on. Yeah. Well, Marty, I appreciate you being with us today. And, uh, you know, uh, work real hard between now and then. Good luck with the material. And uh, good luck with your upcoming evaluation. And we'll have a report for everybody on how you did. <laughs> it, there we go. <laughs> we'll see, won't we? Yes, we and will. And thank you for being with us today on the podcast. We'll see you next time.